1: of the Nutramedical Report. The sale is still on at the 7 for Heaven sale until Friday. We had some uh, order tracking issues, but if you contact Michelle at 888 she'll forward it to you. Uh, we have Vince Dinelli back, uh, USA Prepares who does a show here on Genesis Network. Also rebroadcast over in Republic Broadcasting. Uh, and we raised this issue before, but I'm going to raise it again. Uh, I, I'm glad Christmas is over. I call it stress-less. This year was a tough year. And it's a tough year because relatives do things that they shouldn't do around the so-called holiday. People need to understand, though, what Christmas really is. It's a druidic holiday, the, the arrival of Osiris from the underworld and the sun returning after you do a dance in the sky for three days. What people need to understand is what's going on is that people don't even want to ask the questions to even presume there might be a solution to the problem of fires in California or primary water, or growing organic food that has minerals in it that actually will support health. Or having non-toxic food that's been, uh, not pummeled with tons of toxins like sucralose and aspartame and other crap. People that are seeing doctors that basically are pre-medicating them to death, literally getting pre-embalming them. And they just wonder why. The, the thing I find most frustrating is is I offer out there, and you think, well, if somebody told me, Deagle that I could ask some uh, elderly individual, say 20 years older than me, any question on earth, and he would give me an answer or a framework to find the answer collectively by some hard work and some research, I would jump at the opportunity, but I'm amazed virtually no one, either on air or off air, even emailing, dares to ask me a tough question. I'm just amazed. And uh, so I'm going to do a turn it around here for a second, uh, Vince. I want you to ask the toughest questions, and you're probably one of the top experts in the world about prepping. People don't prep. This year, after fires in California, increased earthquakes in the northern California area around the uh, San Andreas Fault Zone, which happened today, uh, people around the country that don't understand there's a magma buildup in the northeast, which you never thought there were volcanic activity there, and there is. They don't realize the Cumbra Viejo super volcano off in the Azores is likely to slide sometime in the next 2, 5, 10, 20 years. And when it does, the tsunami is going to strike North America and the European coast at a mile high at Mach 1. People aren't prepared for anything cataclysmic. And I can tell you right now with the drop in oxygen level, which has already been 2% in the last 20 years, Uh, at sea level from 21 to 19 percent with increased ground level ozone cosmic rays and ultraviolet radiation things are really getting dicey people don't understand that something as simple as a 75 percent drop in ozone uh, for just two hours would wipe out all the crops in north america or anywhere in the world it happened and it could be repaired after you come back from lunch and all the crops in the next few weeks would just turn white i don't think people are prepared for anything they're, and, they, and they don't even want to ask the questions. What I'm amazed is, spiritually, they're so dead, they don't even think anybody, God will send anybody with solutions when, in fact, there isn't a problem on earth that I can't provide an immediate immediate solution or a framework to find a solution and I'm just one person out of thousands out here that probably has answers like you do and people won't even ask you the questions I find, I'm boggled by that I'm boggled more by that than even the disasters that are coming. I can't believe that our populations are so passive they won't even presume that anybody has a solution because they've swallowed the, the poison pill. Not that there's a cataclysm coming, but they don't even want to ask a, a, an idea that maybe will save their hide or their health from disaster. I'm just boggled. I can't understand it.
2: You know, Dr. Bill Deagle, you are the only other broadcaster I've ever heard mention what you just mentioned. And that is about the change in the percentage of oxygen in our atmosphere. I brought this up uh, many years ago here on uh, on, the, on this radio broadcast. USA prepared right? And here's how I and, and I, I gave evidence of it. And here's what the evidence was. You know, as, as a farmer, I get to see things that many I guess just don't see because they're not looking down, right? They're not looking up. They're not looking around. they um, they're transfixed with social media, maybe. They're transfixed with their cell phones, maybe. Well, yeah. here's what I said. I bail the same fields of hay year after year after year. And a couple years ago, I noticed something extraordinary. Uh, we have a John Deere tractor. And I'm giving anecdotal evidence right now. Right. We have a John Deere tractor. It's about 100 horsepower. It weighs about 12,000 pounds. So it's a six-cylinder, non-turbo diesel, straight, straight diesel engine. And I've been pulling uh, the same hay bale or the same hay rake on the same fields for year after year after year. So I know about how much fuel it goes into baling hay. Well, uh, a few years ago I noticed that the uh, the fuel consumption was way up, way up, like um, 25, 30% higher than it had ever been before. And the bales of hay didn't change so what went into that equation and the only thing that i could come up with is there's less oxygen in the air thus giving me less efficient combustion thus requiring more fuel to bail the same fields with the same number of bales right okay you're the only person who has Uh, ever mentioned
1: well let me give you the basis of why that's happened we have 200,000 dead zones in the ocean, including the Gulf of Mexico, after the Mondo, the Mondo or what we call the Devil's Food, uh, drilling operation south of Louisiana. That drilling operation, they knew, couldn't control the pressures because the gold theory indicated that oil wasn't originating from ancient ferns and dinosaurs, but originated inside the Earth from the interaction with nuclear isotopes and molecules building larger and larger hydrocarbons. That gold series is the basis of why the Russians drilled down 40,000 feet and there have been the number one oil and gas producer on the planet. That's now eclipsed by America, especially opening Anwar and our coal deposits like in Wyoming and elsewhere is that now we have a drop in the magnetic field of the Earth, and the ozone layer uh, is now weakening because of Fukushima Daiichi, and reduced from nuclear reactors, all kinds of isotopes that chew away at the ozone layer. And when you, you have these three components to have a protective ozone layer in the what's called the fourth layer of the Van Allen radiation belt, which is the ionospheric layer. The layer requires a magnetic field, which is weakening. It requires oxygen, which is down 2%, and it requires the... Um, ultraviolet light, which is actually increasing. In the last 20 years, the amount of ultraviolet dangerous light, which is UV, B, C, and D, A will tan you, B will burn you, C will give you cancer, and D is so powerful it goes go through the side of your building. But we have to understand there's been a 73% increase in these more dangerous ultraviolet light because we're getting an increase in the weakening of our protective ozone layer, fourth layer of the venom radiation belt and uh, as the benthic layer of the oceans dies from pollution from industry like in China and Malaysia they're dumping their pollution directly in the ocean the phytoplankton are dying eighty percent of our oxygen comes from the top 30 feet or 10 meters of ocean water in the oceans that's it twenty percent we've cut down all the major forests in fact the forests everywhere from British Columbia to South America produce only twenty percent of the world's oxygen but we've cut down half of them in the last fifty to sixty years So what's going on is we're getting oxygen depletion, increased levels of ground-level radiation. And then, unfortunately, we've done climate modification. We have a blocking high out in the Pacific. To prevent the major air streams bringing in radioactive isotopes from Japan, we don't fix it. I did a presentation a few months ago reviewing my research over five years ago uh, with two videos on nuclear reactor situation in Fukushima Daiichi, and of course, i trying to interact with nuclear scientists, with Senator Wyden and Senator uh, from Oregon and Senator Feinstein from California. At first, they tried to act arrogant. Now, trying to act arrogant with Deagle, well, how, how far do you think that gets them? Because at the end of it, I said, We're doing a PhD thesis, and I'm the visiting professor reviewing whether you're going to get certified as a PhD candidate. And I said, And so far, you're doing really crappy. I said, so you're going to answer my damn questions, and forget about the idea that I'm just Dr. Diego, M.D. I'm a nuclear division of ACOMS. I got recruited from grade 11 into nuclear plasma physics at MIT. I'm not exactly Mr. Average. So you're going to answer my damn questions. I took care of the nuclear reactor people at Rocky Flats, second most radioactive place in the earth, besides the Bukinara Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan, the nuclear division of ACOM for years, including a nuclear reactor source of Chicago, and Savannah River, where we make our plutonium detonators. And I want your damned answers, and guess what? They didn't have any. Because all the corporations that are supporting Fukushima Daiichi and could fix it are all American. It's not Japanese. It's just an umbrella company. We don't want to fix it. People need to know that. If you want to challenge me, come into my cage. It'll be ugly. I w- I welcome you.
2: Hunt.
1: If you're brave out there, call, and if you don't even want to call on the show, just email me, Deagle at hotmail.com, or my other email, Deagle MD, and I'll read your question. You don't have to have your full name. If you're skeered which you should be, because Dr. Deagle is wise, Dr. Deagle is your best big brother, but I don't take crap from anybody, not even from God himself. God takes me seriously because I take him seriously. And my version of Christianity isn't based on what we call priestcraft or some religious dogma. It's based on a relationship, period. And that's all it that counts. You don't have to go to church. You have to take God seriously. And what I see happening is people don't take even seriously what's going on around them, like the fires in California and the increased earthquakes and the economic chaos, and even the things that, while Donald Trump is growing the economy, he's putting in things like metadata and new FBI directors and other people that scare the hell out of me. So, yeah, uh, Donald Trump is the best president we've had business-wise for America probably ever since we've had Hamilton. But <clears throat> just like a lot of the globalists that they're fighting against Trump, and they're, they're getting so shrill now, it's just ridiculous. The media, to me, he needs to de license some of these uh, media outlets, television, radio, and magazines. Maybe they'd see a real touch of totalitarianism taking away their ability to spout BS would help. And maybe also Trump, if he would stop retweeting against people that basically you shouldn't talk to, like this guy Ball. And his son who didn't get a ride back in Air Force One, so he wasn't going to thank the president. How about you, Baldy, to shut up? And Trump, you need to stop tweeting minor people, but big people like Theresa May or Kim Jong-un, tweet like hell. This guy needs to shake in his boots at night and be frightened to go to sleep because he's going to wake up dead. And we need to tell the Chinese and Mr. Xi, you try to interfere with us uh, getting rid of the nukes in North Korea, we're going to turn your cities into ashes. Need to shut up, G, and realize you're talking to America, and we have a long fuse. But when that fuse bomb goes off, you're going to cease to exist. I don't care how big your army is; they need a shake in their boots too. When you tick off America, the land of the dragons, things are going to happen, and it's going to be really unpleasant. But now we have a leader who's actually going to do stuff, and it scares the heck out of the globalists because they want some manby-pamby slime like Obama or Bill uh, or, or you know President. Uh, uh, Clinton or Bush Jr. in in his. Oh my gosh. They make you start to retch just even thinking of their names. And the problem I I'm find is that pe- pe- people won't even ask tough questions. I talk to people and they say, well, why are we having the fires? I said there's three reasons. First off, I learned this back in 77 in British Columbia. You've got to remove the dust and the dead trees and do fire remediation. And if you need to uh, put uh, fire return on the top of the trees so that the, the cinders won't start the fire from the top, you also need to cut fire lines and put ground sensors to determine if there's fire growing through the roots. Because it can grow through the roots for months before it finally blows up in a tree. And the tree will actually start burning from the center of the tree, not just the outside. Now, there's three sources for these fires in California. First are homeless people starting fires or people that are campers. Second is power lines that should have been moved by the power corporations from high areas where there's danger to actually be near duft or chaparral that will start the fires when when the power lines whack together with high winds. And the third is directed energy weapons. They're purposely starting these damn fires. This is not just basically ground-based, but space-based, and it's all part of a design. And people don't understand that we can stop earthquakes, too, like the one in Northern California and elsewhere. We have no intention to stop it. we want the destruction to come on because they want to scare the hell of the populations into doing what they want. And, they are, and the people even listening to this show, which are the best and the best, they don't even have the cajones to come in and challenge me. I'm amazed. I mean, the answers are pretty straightforward, and 95% of the information I don't have to invent or create. I just tell them where to go read it in the open media. It's amazing to me. The gutlessness, the lack of spiritual urgency drives me nuts. And this, by the way, includes relatives, friends, and colleagues. It's everybody. People are just, they're almost allergic to even asking a tough question, and they sure as hell don't want the answer or solution, even if it's straightforward. Like primary water they don't want it I'm amazed I'm thinking I must be a different subspecies I don't understand this form of humanity it doesn't make sense to me
2: that's why I (coughs) stopped speaking publicly literally the reasons that you've just yeah but
1: guess what i find when i get like that and i also try to speak what i call spirit words right now when i'm speaking uh with my intellect to try to get people which by the way won't go anywhere or emotionally by making good kind of jokes or being sarcastic or even poems like i wrote a poem for christmas called the last christmas people don't realize this year is going to be a hell of a year I mean, we're, we're almost certainly going to see a decapitation of the Iranian regime, either with the internal revolution or with our help and the Israelis. And North Korea is either going down and going to be decapitated, which the Chinese have already said and Xi has announced in the last few days, he's preparing for war. Does China really understand what war means with America and the West and the other allies like Japan? It means the annihilation of, this, of the nation of China, the second largest economy on the planet. Do they not understand that? I don't know why these people are so stupid. They think they can take us on. They're crazy. Even if they kill half the U.S. population, they're all going to die. They don't need to understand that, do they? And it won't take long. It'll be 15 minutes and they'll cease to exist. They don't get it. I don't understand it. Do you? Well, I... I wish I could give
2: you an answer to this, but I can't. I, I can tell you what an, it is. I'll it is. My mind
1: is spiritually darkened because of spiritual warfare, and people are in what I call false religion. They're often some cult, like Mormonism or some version of Christianity that's now agreeing with the Pope. They're into high-level masonry, or they just trust their politicians. They elected them, and they just kind of say, well, we elected Trump, he's going to fix everything. No, he's actually fixing things for the corporations. He's fixing everything to make sure that there's a police state. Now, this latest declaration about... Uh, uh, stopping human trafficking makes all of us snout officers trying to tell the, the police state exactly what's going on. People don't understand for every good thing that Trump does he does something else that's kind of like scary as hell. And I'm, you know, I, you know, I, I, people want to know I'm for Trump doing lots of things to fix our borders and so on. Man, some of the stuff he's doing like with the new FBI director and metadata, this is scary stuff. And his response yeah, DHS. to Yuan, the, yeah, DHS and his response for example uh, even with the DACA kids, I mean, for, as far as I'm concerned, you don't give them citizenship. You give them a pathway that can, they can they go on for a long time, but you make it conditional that they that they, that you have to pass immigration now or after the election in 2020 when they get or 2018 when they get a majority in the Congress and Senate, and they can stop all this foolishness and end these rules that strap our government so we can't pass laws. That's why health didn't get fixed. Right now, I mean, at least they get rid of the mandate so people can buy catastrophic insurance, which they couldn't before. But this country is so screwed up, we are on the verge of an economic chaos. And China now is directly challenging our dollar with the yuan, petro-yuan. And they don't think this year is going to be bad? No. This is a year where wars and rumors of wars are really going to heat up. Where the climate disasters and the earthquakes and volcanoes and extreme weather like, look at the weather here in the United States. This is not normal. We're on the edge of a major ice age like the one that drove the Vikings out of Greenland. This is what's happening. And people don't get it, do they?
2: Well, I've given, I've got an example. I've given seminars across the country talking about how to avoid paying taxes, which is all perfectly legal. Right. And you can avoid paying taxes by starting your own business. Now, some people would say, but hey, well, I don't want to start a business. So my answer to that is, okay, well, how about, what do you like to do? And if you, if you uh, take someone who likes to go fly fishing, well, they start a fly fishing business. Okay. And now, write
1: well, off all your much, expenses against your corporation, do, right?
2: Yeah, but they won't do it. They won't do it. I'll tell you a little more when we come back.
1: Yeah, in other words, let's get into the solutions. Uh, so if the collars are dried out up out there they're skeered, 877 317
0: 6432. Warning if you're
1: I'm going to ask you again, though, just before we get on to the other. I want to ask you to ask at least one tough question that in all your years you've not heard a rational human being give you even a partial answer to. Ask the toughest question you can on earth, whether it's prepping or spiritual issues or anything, health, that you think I'd like to have the answer or at least a framework to find the answer. What is it?
2: Well, it's the same question that you've asked. Uh, slightly different way and and I mentioned this before I went into the break But I've been giving these seminars for years traveling around the country uh, Donating my time to teach right. people things teach people things that I think are valuable Meetups for five years once a week a minimum of three hours uh, a Week minimum of my presence there plus the time to get there the time to prepare, prepare a time to get home. All, if you put it all together, it's eight hours a week. I gave that up. I gave speaking um, in person up for all the same reasons. But I'm going to ask you what the re. I'm going to ask you the same question you asked me because I don't know the answer to this and I can't figure it out. But let me give you a very simple, a simple uh, scenario. One of the things I taught was how to avoid paying taxes. I mentioned this before. Right. Who wants to pay more taxes? Uh, hardly anybody I can think of wants to pay more taxes. All right, so I taught a seminar over and over and over, hour and a half, concrete examples, and I challenged the uh, the attendees to to uh, find anything that I've said in the seminar that was not true. That or, 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 or,
1: or, or was it illegal or, or something right. that you right. get in right. trouble with. Yeah. right.
2: And I had a CPA, uh, this gal raised her hand at one of the seminars, she said uh, she was a CPA and everything I said is absolutely true, but it goes right to the edge of what you can and can't do. And I said, of course, of course, they, they draw the line and I go right to their line, not my line, their line. Okay, so at the end of every seminar, I would say this, how many of you are willing to do what it takes to avoid paying taxes, and it's simple. Start your own business. So the guy who who likes fly fishing, he starts making lures and he starts selling them, and or he tries to sell them. He he creates a a, a blog. It, now his computer's deductible, his home office is deductible, his heat light uh, taxes. I mean everything you can think of now becomes a deduction against his little fly fishing business, and he's now saving thousands of dollars a year, doing what he would have done anyway. Okay right. so that's the premise and so the question is how many people have done it? Nobody nobody now my question now the hardest question I've ever had to answer answer is why I don't know I don't know
1: why yeah, I, do. I I know why okay people people have a victim not just an intellectual position but they have a I call a brain a sheep mentality. I'm just a sheep, and someday I'm going to walk around a curved wall in an abattoir. Someone's going to put a hook in my in my my carcass as they lop my head off and hang me upside down to let the blood out. Then they're going to gut me, and they're going to chop me up after they take my skin off, so they're going to create you know, fur coats and whatever and get the wool. But I'm just meat. And they have this self, even the self-fulfilling prophecy inside them. Remember, the educational system and everything makes people victims. They go to a victimizing church that tells them there's only a certain way that if you don't believe in a specific dogma, you're not getting into, quote, heaven. You go through educational institutions that if you ask too many questions and embarrass your teacher, you're going to get told that you're a bad pupil and you're disruptive of classroom. I remember my teacher, Mrs. Durant, when, uh, in grade 7, and I read 700 books between the summer of grade 6 and 7. by I was sitting on the beach, 700. And uh, she said, that I go to the local library. Between I mean, one of the greatest things I ever got was my library card. And uh, Mrs. Grant says, you know, school is to polish the pebbles and dull the diamonds. You're a diamond eagle, and don't come across many in 20, 30 years. You've been teaching. She said the educational system is to crush the minds and make people comply. The educational institution, whether you're not, you're proving the scientific method or you're going to medical school. They did a study at McGill University and the University of Chicago, the two largest medical schools, about 30 years ago now. And what they discovered is that there was an 8-point drop in IQ. Now, if you get a dramatic brain injury from a concussion, you get a 4-point IQ drop. If you have retrograde amnesia for a day, it doesn't recover. So going to medical schools will come to two head injuries. Now, our educational institutions, unless your constitution like mine is not crushable in other words there came a day when I had to get a a, a what for to my father who tried to dominate me and that day came when I was 14 years of age and he was um he had come home from working as a instrumentation fitter had a few beers with his buddies and thought he was gonna abuse my brother and I picked him up and pinned him against the wall cuz I'm pretty strong picked him up right off the ground with one hand and I said If you touch them again, don't go to sleep, because you won't wake up. Now, that's my attitude today. My first word before a year of age was no. So no educational institution, religious or otherwise, will crush me into making me a minion. They've minionized the population, which is why we have such a passive population. You've talked to people that are intellectually and spiritually dead. They're dead. And you have to pray that they'll wake up. And it's only prayer... And speaking spirit words to people, which I try to do that'll wake them up. And they don't realize some of the things that they think they're doing. For example, you tell them the very first thing to do is get out of the big damn cities. Second thing is make sure you have personal protection, power, water, and food, and even have multiple layers of that. You know, if you have a backup, you know, air, you know, tank like I have two five hundred gallon tanks, get solar panels. Have certain personal protection. Make sure your neighbors are on side too so your neighbors aren't coming to your house with a gun to get your stuff because their refrigerator died four days ago and all our food's rotting and their dog's barking. Um, the people, the reason why we don't succeed is they have minionized the population. And only a few people like us, and we're the ones that I think God you know, designates when he creates so many human beings, every once in a while, maybe one in 10,000, they just... They're not crushable. We're like I call, we're ball bearings in a candy bowl of life. If you if the devil or his minions try to crush us, they break their teeth off. And uh, we're not crushable. We're just uncrushables. You know, like that movie with uh, one of the movie stars that talks about indestructible? I'm indestructible. I'm the kind of guy, if you mess with me, you die. You don't have a bad day, you die. And when I get death threats, I put a stop to it really quick. Because I'm a scary guy. I'm the kind of guy, which is no wonder, you know, I have, good thing I'm saved. Because if I had gone to the dark side, I'd be a very scary dude indeed. 45 years ago, plus now, it was 1969, that's 40, how many years ago is that now? That would be 49 years ago. I was recruited from grade 11 to go to plasma nuclear physics at MIT. I would have already developed some of the most advanced deadly weapons in human history. But I didn't. I went into oceanography. Thank God. Thank God for God being patient with me because believe me there are parts of my personality and character that are uncrushable. That if I had gone to the dark side, I would have been one of the nastiest most evil people that ever drew breath on the earth And I saw that the only way you can be good is to have God in you And so the of the population is why you don't get anybody you have no audience Even here in genesis very few people even have the guts to say well You can't frame the problem. Diggle. Nobody else has a solution. Yes, I can actually The other is fixing the oceans by re-engineering the phytoplankton, stopping the pollution, for example, all the stuff they're repurposing in the landfill sites in Northern California with all the fires. They should be using what's called atomic destruction right down with high-energy furnaces so they would create little cubes of specific minerals and materials. So nothing is not recycled. There's no such thing as a landfill site or dumping it out in the oceans, where now there's an area three times the size of Texas in the North Pacific Ocean that's just trash and and plastic. There's more plastic in the ocean than fish. And people don't see the end of the human race, do they? They don't see the loss of even sexual differentiation between males and females from fluoridation of the water and chloridation, etc. They don't see the end as a whimper as the human race just disappears in a vapor cloud of nothingness that can't even reproduce. And look in China, Japan. Forty percent of males and females have never had sex and don't have any relationship. They just go to their little cyber cave and just have cyber sex and now even have a new designation of it called Digi-Sex Class where well, all they want to do is have sex with some kind of robot. Damn it. So our populations are minionized. Wake up, people. Your big That's brother your is here. You know, that's why we don't have any people listening. We think we do, but we got a bunch of mannequins out there staring at us thinking, you can't have a solution, Deagle or Vince. There's no way, man.
2: Don't tell me. We're eating that plastic. That plastic in the ocean. We're eating that.
1: Exactly, yeah. It's a Barbie universe. Life in plastic isn't fantastic. I'm loading back up our link to a legacy food storage, which is the best food storage company, and that link will be up in the next few days uh, I want people to understand that we're going to be cooking up some power corporations and some ideas I'm actually getting some patents and technology to for solar and wind hydrogen, which is the best form of storage uh, You don't want to be cutting down trees in your yard or using pellets for heat And you don't want stupid things like a heat pump when it's so cold outside. There's no heat to be actually transfer yeah. Uh, you have to understand that you need to start prepping now for when things really get bad because the extreme weather we're suffering now, a lot of people, for example, if the power goes out in the northeast, a lot of people, even in fancy homes, are going to freeze to death in the dark,
2: aren't they? Well, I got a call. I got a call just like that um, a couple days ago. Well, a dear friend of mine called and said, hey, I just... Uh, was zero degrees out he said you know i just replaced the fuses on my heat pump brand new heat pump, and, right. and uh, they're outside and and uh, so the fuses blew i replaced them and they blew again what's up and i said well you know a heat pump uh, removes heat from one area and dumps it into another area so a refrigerator will take the heat out of the box and dump it outside the box meaning in the kitchen right. a heat pump grabs the heat from outside and puts it inside the house Well, at zero degrees, there's no heat to go get.
1: Yeah, it's like taking the heat from inside a refrigerator and trying to warm your house with it.
2: That's exactly right. What a a great analogy. And so it didn't work, and the heat pump is trying, but uh, the mechanics are so cold, the lubricants are so cold, and his three zones all came on at one time that it blew the fuse. But the point is, so he said, wow, nobody ever told me that. So the guy that installed it, told him that, you know, if you get cold, just turn this thing on. Well, he did, and it didn't work because the guy who installed it, the technician, the salespeople, the company, didn't say, you know, when you need this most and it's freezing cold outside, it's not going to work. They didn't tell him that. Right. So how many people have heat pumps um, that are expecting to be saved from freezing to death, and they won't be? Now, there is a a heat pack, a resistive... uh, Element that can be added to a heat pump, so that uh, you can have resistive heating, but that costs a fortune to run.
1: Well, know, that What people need to understand is, the power grid needs a complete revision. We should have plasma lines, not power lines, hanging up in the sky, mm-hmm. on these power lines. Number two, we 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 don't want to be dumping dirty electricity back into the ground because it creates electropollution pollution. Uh, number three, we need to have local power generation rather than national. And if you have national, it's a backup. To reduce the load on the system, but the system should. If the a major break, happens in a major one, your local power generation kicks in for, say, hundreds or thousands of homes and businesses. Most corporations, for example, have uh, technologies where they can generate their own power for their factories. So the general power goes out, they have their own generators. And they're not just a gas generator. They're things like uh, a hydrogen fuel pump system that uses a direct conversion to electricity. What I people know, need uh, to understand is that, is that we're on the edge of an ice age. Yeah. We're on the edge of a major collapse in the food world supply. We're on the edge of a tsunami the coast of North America from Cumber Viejo, We're on the edge of earthquakes and volcanoes. And this is all by design because we can stop all of this. But people say, well, you can't stop earthquakes. Yeah, I'll give you the technology. You use noise-canceling headphones like Bose headphones only to tell your currents. You cancel those frequencies so you don't end up with a major superquake. If you want to change the atmosphere, you stop. And get rid of these post-geriatric nuclear reactors and you fix Fukushima. And you stop dumping pollution in the ocean that kills a benthic layer phytoplankton, which is what we're doing. And the fact is that much of the ocean, the reason why jellyfish are prospering is because of that. Now, I have a quick questionnaire I want to use for a little humor here. This is a question for whether people should qualify to listen to the show or even ask questions. It's called, Are You a Minion? The first question is, do you go to an organized religion that believes in priestcraft and specific ceremonies to get to heaven? Number one. Number two, have you got an advanced degree? And do you feel in your advanced degree that your institution or institutional organization is a prescient peak of knowledge in your area of specialty, which means if you're an MD, you think, because you have an MD, and let's say you're a surgeon, you know more than somebody like Deagle, who's got many specialties in medicine, but also I have a specialty in functional medicine, which is relatively new in the last 30 years, and can actually support whether you're surgery or whatever. The problem is, a lot of people think their institution, whether it's economic, they got their version of economics or whatever, is the peak. And it's not. Okay, number three. Do you believe somehow that Anybody that says something that you don't agree with, you have to use ad hominem attacks that they're basically morons. In other words, if somebody comes up with a thesis based on facts or information, which we call a theory, and a theory is something that in, if in a court of law can, you can opine, which means in support of evidence, you can get an indictment. And the problem is, you see, most people don't know how to intellectually dialogue with anybody that asks tough questions. And as a result, they think their institution or their organization, whether it's medical, legal, uh, dental, uh, international finance, engineering, whatever, is the peak. And it's not. Just, for example, when I talk to people that are engineers and you start talking about things like tokamak fusion reactors for creating fusion energy or you talk about uh, wormholes or interstellar space travel and other technologies, even if you give science that's in the published open media, they look at you like you're from Mars. So the fourth question is, do you believe that your particular group, and again, you're politically polarized you're either a democrat or republican or you're some party in say germany do you think that your party is almost always right about all the issues because if you think that you are a minion and the problem is you see those set of questions means you have blinkers on and you can't accept an intellectual argument from the opposing side that makes sense you, you always think you have the peak knowledge so therefore you already have as far as you can go with either framing the problem or finding a solution and that's the reason why we're victims. We're victimizing ourselves because we've been minionized.
2: How about and, one more question?
1: Yeah. Are you a student?
2: Now, that doesn't mean a particular age bracket. That just means, are you a student?
1: <coughs>
2: and I'm a student.
1: Yeah, but, but you, have student. A, you have to be a self activated student. That's what uh, I mean. When When I read those 700 books, I made my own conclusions. I realized. Since graduation of medical school in 77 and residency, a year of internal, two years of family medicine, certification in pain medicine, occupational environmental medicine, et cetera, et cetera, that I've done, I realized most of what I learned I taught myself. And, in fact, most of the things I would taught in medical school and residency are pure horse hockey. It's garbage. It doesn't have any vases in reality. For example... Uh, we, and I did research with top specialists, Ph.D. Uh, in uh, biochemistry and head cardiologist, Dr. Moskowitz, Forty years ago, 1977 in the Vancouver General, I personally drew blood from, Moscow, uh, from, from Eskimos and Northwest Territories and Alaskans and showed that these Inuit people that never saw white bread or alcohol or pecan peas or anything, they had cholesterols of 10 to 20 times higher than ours, and they never got heart disease. So we you know do
2: have you ever asked for a refund from uh, for your education?
1: No, I, I, no. My my attitude is my <laughs> attitude is my attitude is I have to outlive the dinosaurs. My colleague, dinosaur doctors, that are still practicing what I call old school medicine. Mm-hmm. These people are harming and killing people and acting arrogant over it. Mm-hmm. For example, I turn I can't turn on the TV, but I see some stupid commercial for a Paxiban or Zarelto, and uh, you know I can tell you, I got medical legal cases I have almost always going on all the time, but you got to take it seriously you have to pay me per half hour to review the case and then produce an argument i never have to go to court once i produce a legal document it goes there the other side just caves and said holy crap we got to go, man this guy's scary i when fun. i was when i was in colorado i'd go to court two and three days a week to federal court state court and military court and they try to do everything they even try to give me packets of money even threaten me with contracts to kill me and i said you know what Don't be deceived by the white coat. There's a nasty side to Deagle that you have ruffled my feathers. And I said, I have friends in Double Force and Special Op. We'll take you up. Nobody will ever connect you with me. So you need to understand, Dr. Deagle is the most non-passive person you'll ever cross on planet Earth, which is why it's a damn good thing I'm a good person and a son of the Most High God and a servant of God, because if I ever turned evil, I would make the devil himself shake in his boots.
2: Do you have a call screen in front of you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Call screen. You mean callers? Yeah, yeah. I do actually. You yeah, see, I do you mean said from the stack? Yeah, let me see. Yeah.
2: Do you want me to put uh, Brian on?
1: Uh, I see Brian there. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I see uh, Brian. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Brian. Talk about it.
2: Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Brian here with and Dr. Bill Deagle.
1: Hey, Brian, you're, you're, you're one of those brave ones that's not been minionized. Go ahead and ask your question. Uh, well, thank you very much. I just thought I was just slightly different and understood a few things that. Uh, hey, listen, you don't have to know everything. You just have to be brave enough to ask the question. Go ahead with your question, pick me, and I'll try to answer it. Go ahead. Well, as the question of it is, what I'm looking at is about global warming. Actually, the really interesting truth is the global dimming. I mean, what we're doing, we're basically living in a big experiment of Boyle's block, sensor, volume, and pressure. And it's, the pressure is, uh, and energy is basically transferred through the water cycle. And one of the last pressures, uh, the crossing of the Delaware uh, President uh, Washington and so forth in seventeen seventy six. That was uh in seventeen eighty, four years later was the last time that the Delaware froze over. That was the end of the last uh minor ice age. And all we do is cycle between uh heating and cooling the Earth does back and forth. And Exactly. We're exactly. Going, we're going, going to another ice age we're containing all this energy in the atmosphere. Exactly. And We're actually changing the albedo. The United Nations the World Constitution Problem Association is
3: doing
0: it, believe no, it or I'm not.